Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP Mr. Beef Thighs finishes the story from yesterday, writing, I sat up in an instant after realizing the voice sounded like it was coming from my own bathroom. I jumped to my feet and I turned on the lamp next to the bed. I'm dying. I'm t The terrified voice cried from my dark bathroom. A horrible, wet, gurgling sound then seemed to fill the room, like someone was drowning on their own vomit. I kicked up open the bathroom door, and on the floor lay a rail-thin man, leaning against the bathtub with a thick white foam oozing from his nose and his mouth onto his chest. His eyes were rolling back in his head, and I saw a needle sticking out from his arm just under a length of rope that was tied around his elbow. Meatball was going berserk, teeth bared and growling into the dark room. I stepped into the room and turned the light on. And just like that, the man was gone, and the horrible gurgling along with it. I stood for a full minute in a cold sweat. I rationalized it. I shouldn't have, but I did. I'd, I'd been driving for two days straight on no sleep and enough caffeine to kill a fifth grader. <laughs> of course I was hallucinating. It would be weird if I wasn't hallucinating at that point, right? I drank a glass of somewhat clear water from the bathroom sink and crawled into bed. I normally don't let Meatball into the bed with me because he farts like a show pony, but tonight I made an exception. I think we both needed it. I was the big spoon to his little spoon, and I wrapped my arms around him, and I fell asleep. I woke up to a pinch on my belly, Meatball's nails scratching, and I looked over at the bedside alarm clock. 3.50 a.m. Meatball was under my covers around my torso having a bad dream and scratching at my chest. I wrapped my arms around him and whispered to him to calm him down. When I heard... A low growl from the corner near the door. I looked up to see Meatball standing near my bedside, teeth bared snarling at the shape writhing around under my covers. My mouth went dry, and veins flushed with ice water. I just now noticed how cold the mass under my covers was. I gathered my courage and lifted the bedsheet to see a ghoulish, pale, white face looking back up at me. One of its cold, wet hands lay on my chest, its mouth frozen open inhumanly wide in a nightmarish scowl. The eye sockets were empty flaps of skin with red tears streaking down its face, and it made an awful sucking sound, gasping for air, as its other hand with long, pale fingers, reached out from the dark covers towards my face. I fell backwards out of bed and I rushed to turn the lamp on. It was gone. <laughs> that was enough. 
I packed all of our stuff as fast as I could, and I went to the door. I unlocked it, unlatched the chain, and I pulled. I couldn't open it. The door seemed to be stuck in place as if I'd locked it from the outside. And then the TV turned itself on again. You don't want to spook them. This time it was playing a crocodile hunter-esque nature show. On the screen, a man dressed head to toe in khaki was holding a fistful of raw meat in his hand, just inches away from the face of a skinny and angry-looking dog. They get real angry if you spook them. The dog lunged at the meat and grabbed most of the man in khaki's hand along with it. The dog was ragdolling the man's hand, and at least one finger was shown to have dropped to the ground. The man in khaki stayed kneeling next to the dog, smiling into the camera with dead eyes. He was dripping with sweat. The power button on the TV didn't work. It wasn't even plugged in. I'm not sure why I thought the power button would work. The mute button did work. I took the sheet from my bed and I placed it over the TV and went back to work on trying to get the door open. The door wouldn't budge. I picked up the desk chair. I swung at the door. Didn't even dent. I swung again and again and again and it didn't. The door showed no signs of damage at all. I only stopped when I heard meatballs growling again. I turned around to see the sheet I had placed on top of the TV slowly slide off and into a heap onto the floor. And then it slowly rose itself up from its center, as if it was a 1950s Halloween ghost costume. Then the two sides of the sheet fanned out to create arms, and it took a step towards me, making that sucking sound the thing in my bed made. I picked up the desk chair, and I threw it through the motel window and out into the parking lot. I grabbed Meatball, vaulted over the broken glass, cutting my hand in the process, and got us to my car. I fumbled around with my keys and my bloody hands, like those idiots in horror movies, but eventually I got the car open. I started it, and I put it in reverse. As I accelerated backwards, I watched every door to every motel room open to reveal black figures standing in the doorways. They watched me silently. I saw the woman from the front desk wave to me as I peeled out of the parking lot. <sighs> Two days and one night. That's how long the rest of my drive to Atlanta should take. This morning I tried to Google the motel I stayed at to check the reviews, and I couldn't find mention of it anywhere online. I couldn't even find a satellite image of it on Google Maps. If you're ever in need of a place to stay late at night, please make sure you check out the reviews online first. As for me, I'd rather spend the night camping. And that was an upvoted no sleep story by OP Mr. Beef Thighs. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>